0: As the election approaches and Democrats look to get trounced, Democrats pull out an old subject to use as their new platform. Eric Swalwell, the guy who likes screwing Chinese spies, releases a horrid campaign video, and a study finds that our military ain't doing so good. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. All right. Well, remember I told you about those two stories that I said I was going to write about? Well, there's not much to them. Uh, Basically, Chuck Grassley on on the Hunter Biden story, Chuck Grassley found some information from the FBI, from an FBI whistleblower, again, talking about Hunter Biden's dealings in China and Ukraine. And he didn't release any of the evidence, but he said there's enough evidence that they've got reasons to actually investigate uh, Joe Biden. And uh, this stuff is probably not even unethical. A lot of it is probably illegal. Now, he never really talked about what he had. So uh, there's nothing really to talk about when it comes to that. So it's going to be interesting. Again, I think this is just setting Joe Biden up. He'll probably have to resign. He'll probably have to pardon Hunter. I don't think there's going to be much of a doubt that he's probably going to have to pardon Hunter and then that's not going to be able to keep him in the White House. So he's probably going to have to resign. So I I still believe in all my heart and all my reason that Joe Biden is probably not going to be president by the end of the year. Uh, I believe that because once Democrats take over, Republicans take over the House, and now it's looking like they're getting pretty close to taking over the Senate— uh, they're still gotta. They're still kind of down in the Senate races, but they look like they might take over both. That's going to look really bad for Democrats. Um, the other story was pretty much exactly what I said. The story about the DHS. DHS is act- asking uh, military volunteers. So basically, if you're in the military, they're asking you to volunteer to clean up the mess at the border. Because the illegal aliens are just making a mess over there. They want them to clean up trash, feces, drugs, whatever it happens to be. Probably bodies because there are a lot of illegal aliens that are dying when they cross the border. Uh, and they want volunteers to do that. There's not much to that story. Except people are wondering, well, why do you need military on the border to clean up? Why don't you have military on the border to stop illegal aliens from crossing the border? Nah, no one asked that question, so there really isn't too much to talk about when it comes to those stories uh, because there's just not much information. I mean, they're pretty straightforward. Okay, so let's get into a little bit of the election. And I know a lot of people they talk about elections and polls. I'm not going to do that. Uh, Democrats look like they they are going to get pummeled in November. There is now uh, there was a eighty some odd percent chance that. Uh, Democrats were going to take um, the Senate, well, that's dropped down to low 60s now. So now it's already beginning to look like there's a very good chance Republicans could take the Senate. And I need to warn folks, I don't believe in polls. I don't think polls are honest. I don't think polls take a good sampling of the population. A lot, we saw this in 2016 with Trump. Uh, so i i know that i get asked i get because I'm a, a voter i get texted polls all the time i have no desire to answer any of them because i don't want anyone to know who i'm voting for and believe it or not in california they really don't know who you're voting for i'm getting ads and everything from de- left-wing Democrats there's no way i'm voting for them so they don't know who i'm voting for but The reality of the matter is it's looking like uh, this could be a very close election in the Senate. And the House, we could take 50 seats. I mean, it could get really ugly in the House for the Democrats. Well, they're trying to convince, they they have, the Democrats really don't have much they can do. So what they're trying to do is they're trying, they're trying one of two things. One, and we're going to look at both. One, they're trying to convince people that it isn't that bad, that things just aren't that bad. They're going to get better. We just have to wait and reelect Democrats. And two, they're trying to create a platform. So let's take a look at the one. Here's jo, Karen Jean-Pierre. And this is just an example because even, you know, Joe Biden, We sh- I, show you, I show you Kamala-isms from Joe Biden every day that Show him, tell him, show him, telling you that the economy is not that bad. You guys are exaggerating. Well, here's Karen Jean Pierre again, saying that people are saving money at the gas pump compared to June of 2022, and it's just kind of a weird ass statement to say to make right now, considering the price of gas. So let's listen to her, and then I'll, I'll give you my thoughts on it. Gas prices
1: have fallen by a dollar and fifteen cents from their peak. Uh, which was not too long ago. The 98 consecutive day decline this summer was the fastest in over a decade. Every month, the typical two-driver family saves about 100 to $120 uh, at the pump compared to where we were in mid-June. Every day, Americans uh, Americans save about $420 million at the pump compared to uh, mid-June. Now, gas prices are falling again, just to give you a little bit more of uh, stats there. The average Average retail price is down by 5 cents over the last week. States that saw cheaper, sharper increases in recent weeks are also seeing more rapid declines. Just to give you a few states, California is down almost 30 cents uh, this week. Wisconsin is down over 20 cents this week. Oregon is down over 20 cents uh, this week. Michigan is down uh, about 17, uh, 16 cents this week. Ohio and Indiana are down 13 cents this week. And And so those are the few states that we're seeing the sharp declines that are not they're not coming down.
0: You can always tell that she's BSing us by simply the fact that she talks for so long when she's asked a question that's difficult. Okay. now, one of the things, yes, she's pointing out gas is down in California about I'd say about 40 cents, 30 cents. It is. She is right. But here's the thing. It was also up a dollar, dollar 20 it went from 509 to 620. 619. So I it's a dollar ten cents, I'm sorry. But it, to sit there and say, well, now it's down 40 cents. Well, yeah, but it went up in, in the last month, it went up a dollar ten. So she's BSing. I also want to point out that the Biden administration has a tendency of always using the baseline, changing the baseline. So the baseline should be what were gas prices in what were gas prices in let's say uh, 2020, 2020 when Biden took office, which was two thirty a gallon, and what are they now, which is three ninety a gallon. So the question I have is why do you change it to when it peaked, which was eight dollars a gallon or seven dollars a gallon in California, or over four dollars a gallon. That was June of 2022. Why did you switch the baseline? Now you're saying, oh, it's going straight down. What are you talking about? It's still a good $2 higher than when Biden took office. So I I don't know. I I think that Biden taking office should be the standard because people sit back. I, I mean, I've heard people say, well, gas has gone down. No, it hasn't. It's still 2 dollars higher than in California. It's 3 dollars higher than it was when we when he took office. 3 dollars. It's still at 5.90 a gallon. It was when Trump it was 2.79 a gallon when Trump took office. I remember cuz I took a picture. I still have that picture. And then not to mention, you got to remember how is he lowering these prices? He's taking oil out of our reserve. Our oil reserve is supposed to be for war or natural disaster or something like that. It's not supposed to be used to lower gas prices. Our reserve, and and then today he announces he's going to release another 15 million barrels of oil from the strategic reserve. We're, he's sitting back and saying, well, now he's going to go buy foreign oil to refill that reserve. Guess what? Someone sits, it being down 50%, that's a real problem. And now they're saying, okay, we got to refill that reserve. People are telling Biden, we can't just keep taking out of this reserve and not replacing it. So now Biden, I don't know, he has a deal with somebody. Um, this was mentioned today. I, I haven't seen where they're getting this, but he's going to buy oil to fill back the reserve at a cost of $70 a barrel, which is low. That's a good price, but I don't know where he's getting it from. Another problem the Democrats are having this election is finding a platform. They can't use the economy, foreign policy. They can't use crime. They can't use the border. They can't use homelessness. They can't use drug use. All they have is that the Republicans are fascists, Democracy is under attack, and abortion. That's all they have. They have nothing. As a matter of fact, if you watch some of the, if you watch some of the debates, that's basically all they say. That's why a lot of like weak Republican candidates, like Herschel Walker in Georgia, they're scoring big wins. Herschel Walker is not a real. He can't speak well, and he's not the brightest guy in in the world. And the but he's beating Warnock on the issues because Warnock is first off he's got issues too, but Warnock has nothing to say, and he, the only platform they can use is abortion. And the problem with abortion is that it's no one really cares. So let's take a look at some examples of how Democrats are using abortion. Here's Stacey Abrams who's running for governor of Georgia again and is going to get her ass kicked again. I think she's down by over 10 points. She's going to get murdered. Not to mention, again, she debated uh, Matt Kemp, or what, not Kemp, I can't remember his first name, but Kemp, the current governor of Georgia, and he killed her. So she's going to have real problems. But here she is saying, talking, bringing abortion as her big, her big platform, and she's saying how abortion is going to lower inflation very interesting take okay listen just
1: asked you you're running for governor of georgia uh... i would assume maybe incorrectly but while abortion is an issue it nowhere reaches the level of interest of voters in terms of the cost of gas Food, bread, milk, things like that. What can a governor, what could you do as governor to alleviate the concerns of Georgia voters about those livability, daily, hourly issues that they're confronted with?
2: But let's be clear. Having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. It's why you're concerned about how much food costs. For women, this is not a reductive issue. You can't divorce being forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child. And so these are, it's important for us to have both and conversations. We don't have the luxury of reducing it or separating them out, but we also have to talk about what a governor can do. A governor can address housing prices. A governor can address the cost of education. A governor can put money into the pockets of everyday hardworking Georgians instead of giving tax cuts to the wealthy. That's what I talk about on the trail, and that's what's resonating. But let's not pretend that women, half the population especially those of childbearing age, they understand that having a child is absolutely an economic issue. It is only politicians who see it as simply another cultural conversation. It is a real biological and economic imperative conversation that women need to have. Ms. Abrams, this is Eddie
0: I, I, want well, First of all, congratulations. Um- I mean, wow, this is just simply evil. We can lower inflation and it's an economic reality that babies are expensive. You know, I, and, and this is just the simple this is a very simple solution to the abortion problem. Don't get pregnant. It's it's actually very easy not to get pregnant. And it's pretty cheap. Go buy yourself a 13 cent condom and, and you will probably not get pregnant. But but here's the thing. <laughs> The reason that they are talking about abortion as an economic issue, as a way to lower inflation, as a way to lower costs, is because Democrats have no answers on how to lower inflation and lower costs. So they're just picking things out of the air to figure out how to lower inflation abortion that makes no sense having an abortion does not lower your costs it lowers the number of mouths you have to feed but then i would simply say don't get pregnant i say that every time you got anti pro-abortionists sit there and scream well i'm going on a sex strike strike until abortion is completely legal well yeah that's exactly what we want you to do Not have sex and get pregnant. That's really the way to avoid pregnancy. But, you know, we can't have that. But that is not even the most egregious statement made. Um, Eric Swalwell, which I guess he is running for um, Congress again. I I wasn't sure if he was even running this year, but I guess he is running. He released a video on Twitter that a a campaign ad on twitter which was just egregious it was shows a woman getting arrested because she had an abortion Uh, now the video itself you should watch it go to dumbasses and take a look at the video itself because the video is just horrid and it's also gaslighting it's also not true so let's listen to it (laughs)
2: No, 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 You're no. weird. He is weird. But cute. Oh. <laughs> Gross! Well.
1: Mary Anderson? Yes? I have a warrant for your arrest. Arrest for what? Penal code 243 violation. Unlawful termination of a pregnancy. You gotta be kidding me. That That is my personal
2: business. That's
1: for the courts to decide, ma'am. Your medical records have been subpoenaed, and Dr. Landry's already in custody.
2: No, my, my God, you, you,
1: you can't just. And you will have to submit to a physical examination.
2: What, by him? No, no, no one's touching. I turn around. Oh
1: Put oh your hands behind your back,
2: now. Why is this happening? Love you, honeybear.
1: We're just enforcing the law here. Elections have consequences. Vote Democrat on November 8th. Stop Republicans from criminalizing abortion everywhere. Protect women's rights and freedom. Please,
0: don't do this. What an absolute asshole. I'm sorry, none of that is true. None of that stuff is true. And by the way, I find it ironic that there are now uh, three pro-anti-abortionists. I mean, sidewalk, what they do is sidewalk counselors. They go out there and they, they stand in front of Planned Parenthood convincing women not to have abortions. I find it amazing that three of them are now facing 11 years in prison because they were talking to women before they got their abortion. This is what the Biden administration is doing. This dickhead Is I'm sorry for the language, but I I'm sorry. This guy is pushing that we're going out to arrest women who had abortions. Meanwhile, our government is arresting anti-abortionists and threatening them with 11 years in prison. Incredible, absolutely incredible. Always remember with Democrats, what they say they are. So they call you a racist. That's because they are the most racist people in the world. They say you're going to arrest women who had abortions, but you guys are arresting anti abortionists. Well, these people are more pro life than anti abortion. I'm an anti abortionist. So I just think the procedure is disgusting. But anyway, first off, a couple of things about this video. First off, Eric Swalwell is from California. California is not going to ban abortion. As a matter of fact, California is expanding abortion. They just signed a bill into law which is so vague it is so vague that pro anti-abortionists are sitting back and saying um according to this language you can kill a baby up to 30 days after it's born. Now, I think that's hyperbole. I don't think that's what the law means. But can we assume That maybe it might be true? I mean, these guys want to kill a baby that's about to be born. That's pretty much murdering a baby. So can we, is it wrong to assume this could be something they want to do in California? And then California is trying to push laws that will allow taxpayer money from California to be used to bring women to California from anti-abortionist states. To allow them to get abortions in California. And by the way, there is no law out there. None. Even in Indiana, which has some of the strongest abortion laws in the state. That are going after women that are having abortions. They're going after the doctors. They're not worried about the women. The women are, uh, they already know. There is no law in the country. That guy read the penal, well, penal law, blah, blah, blah. It's not out there. There is no there is no law out there that's uh, going after women. And a lot of states, like Texas, are only using civil against the doctors. They're not even going after the doctors to arrest the doctors. It's all civil. It's just, it, it is... It is, by the way, if you go out of state to get an abortion, I got news for you. They can't do anything when you come back. Let's just say Indiana does implement a law like that. And somebody goes across state lines and then goes over state lines, back over state lines. Yeah, you can't arrest anybody for that. A doctor can cross state lines as long as he has a medical license in that state. Commit an abortion. And I say commit because it's murder. Commit an abortion, then come back and they can't arrest him. Because abortion was legal in that state. It's interstate commerce. You, you can't do anything about that. It's unconstitutional. So, I mean, this whole video is nothing but gaslighting. Here's the thing. This is what uh, Swalwell and Abrams don't understand or realize they're in big trouble. Because they, they really don't know what to do. No one cares about abortion except the far left. In polls, in interviews, only 5% of those polled said their top issue was abortion. The economy, gas prices, crime are the top three issues which Democrats don't want to address. And those issues are way ahead of abortion. We're talking the economy is about 24%. I usually like to combine gas prices and the economy because they actually do go together. But those are the main issues that people are concerned about. Most people are issuing abortion way down the list. I mean, even illegal immigration is a little bit higher than abortion. People don't even consider illegal immigration a problem for a lot lot of people. The economy is the main, of course, Illegal immigration should be considered the economy because we're paying for these people. But even illegal immigration is at the same level as abortion. So these guys are really having a trouble finding a platform. And that's really going to that's really going to hit them back in uh, uh, in November. OK, this this next story, this should put a little fear into us all. And unfortunately, this will be the last story because I've got one that I really have to do. I'll lead it off tomorrow because hopefully there's not a lot to do here. Uh, Well, that's not exactly true. We'll we'll, we'll get to it. There are a couple stories tomorrow. But this should should really worry all of us. So according to the Daily Wire, I like the Daily Wire mostly because they take other uh, studies and articles and they just combine them into one easy article. By the way, I did read. Uh, The Heritage Foundation's and the Wall Street Journal's uh, stories on this, but they're really long. So, uh, according to Daily Wire, the Heritage Foundation's index of U.S. military strength assessed a wide range of areas, including threats to the U.S., the condition of the U.S. military, U.S. alliances, and more. The Wall Street Journal's editorial board noted that the assessment's quote, weak end quote rating of the U.S. military was the first time it has ever received the score in the index's nine-year history. While the assessment found that the global operating environment from the U.S. perspective was largely favorable across the board, threats to the U.S. are rapidly increasing, with numerous nations posing a high threat against U.S. interests. The chief threats come from China and Russia, with Iran, North Korea, and others lagging behind. Can I ask you a question? Does this world seem like it's st- more stable or less stable than it was a few years ago? Should we really be keeping up our military or, you know, don't worry about it. They're fine. Let's make sure they they use the right pronouns, which is what they're actually doing. Well, we're not. And we keep shipping uh, we're not keeping up our military and we keep shipping weapons to Ukraine. Those are weapons our military needs. This week, I mean, Lord, last week, I think it was, yeah, this week, Xi Jinping has set himself up to be president for life. I mean, he was always going to be president for life, but he is setting himself up. He's setting his cabinet up so that he only has people that are on his side. He's firing and killing people that that aren't fully on on his side. So this is going to embolden Xi Jinping to go after Taiwan. We're not ready to fight him. And considering most of the advanced semiconductors are made in Taiwan, maybe we need to kind of get our military together because that might be a war we do have to fight. Not some piece of crap, corrupt country in the middle of Europe. That's Ukraine. And they are corrupt. I don't care what anyone says. I wouldn't trust that Zelensky right now as far as I could pick, up him, pick him up and throw him, which he's pretty small. I probably could do that. So that's probably a bad analogy. But the point being is that country was corrupt, is corrupt, still is corrupt. And I've got to wonder why we keep giving him arms, but we're ignoring Taiwan. This is why the Hunter Biden thing is so important. Per, Hunter Biden made a lot of money in Ukraine. I've got a feeling uh, <laughs> Zelensky, I know he wore, looks great in a t-shirt when he talks to people and stuff, but Zelensky's got something on Biden, and that's why Biden keeps shipping stuff to Zelensky. I, I, that's what I truly believe. I think we're going to find it. But anyway, so here's what the study finds. And I'm going to read this to you, all of the military, not just not just the army but here it is. The U.S. Army Army got a rating of marginal. This is what they said. The army is aging faster than it's modernizing. It remains weak in capacity with 62% of the force it should have. However, 25, and we've talked about why they can't get anybody to join the army. We talked about that in previous podcasts. However, 25 of its 31 regular army uh, B-T's, uh, BCTs are at the highest state of readiness, thus earning readiness score of very strong and conveying the sense that the service knows what it needs to do to prepare for the next major conflict. Well, that's good. The problem is, we've got so many men that are overweight and transing themselves that we don't have enough people in the army. So, our biggest problem is getting people into the army. And by the way, the wokeifying of the army is happening. But I get a, I get the impression a lot of soldiers aren't even listening to it. So, that I mean, I, I've talked to lots of people who are in the Army. Yeah, they're, they're just like, yeah, we go through that crap. But, okay, U.S. Navy, weak. This is a big problem. And it's been a big problem even through the Trump administration. This was a big problem. This worrisome score, a drop from marginal assessed in 2022 index, is driven problems of capacity, very weak, and readiness, weak. This index assesses that the Navy needs a battle force of 400 man ships to do what it is expected today. The U Navy's current battle force fleet is 298 ships. An intensified operational tempo combined to reveal a service that is much too small to relative, much too small relative to its tasks. Okay, another issue with the Navy. First off, they're the ones that are really going woke. This, the Navy is a big problem. The other problem is of those 298 ships, and it isn't mentioned here, a lot of them are older too. So you've got to question whether those ships even have the capacity to float. So I I, I, I live in um, San Diego. I, I've been to the docks where the ships are located. And yeah, the, 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 the ships are just old ships being rebuilt. That's all it seems to be. Unlike China, which is actually building new ships. Now, China, that's going to cause them economic problems. But we're strong economically. We need to dump more money. and We need to build ships. And we shouldn't have 400 ships. We should probably have a good 6 to 800 ships. And they should be able, they should have, we still own the technology over China. There's no question. We have lasers that can shoot down missiles now. uh, This is talked about, and they've been around for about a year, two years. So we have the technology advantage over China. But the problem is we just don't have the capacity. And this is something, this isn't something new. We've been seeing this as ships are being um, taken offline. We've seen this become a problem, and it just hasn't been handled. U.S. Air Force, very weak. This is really scary. The Air Force has been downgraded once again, the second time in the past two years. The Air Force assessed as marginal in 2021, but with public reporting on the mission readiness and physical capacity location of combat aircraft, implying that it would have a difficult time responding rapidly to a crisis. This fell to a score of weak in 2022 index. During FY 2022, the year assessed for the index Problems with the pilot production and retention, an extraordinary small amount of time in the cockpit for pilots, and a fleet of aircraft that continues to age, compounded with challenges even more, leading to the current score of very weak. Now, here, here's something that really bothers me about that. This whole thing, we've been, we've always had pheno- a phenomenal air force. We've always had the peak technology in our air force. And we've been giving it away. At one point, we were working with India to create our planes. Again, this is the globalist versus a nationalist perspective. A nationalist perspective means we build our own planes. And we make them so powerful, every country fears them. We're still flying F-16s, for Christ's sake. So, yeah, I can believe that. It's time to really, you know, max up our military. Okay, U.S. Uh, U.S. Marines, strong. I'm not surprised. I, I'm not even going to read this because I'm not surprised they're strong. The Marines are the only ones, the only real group that has pissed on this woke stuff. They have pissed on the COVID vaccine, vaccine mandates. They have pissed on everything that the Biden administration has thrown on them. They have one goal. You guys are to kill and break things. That's blow things up. That's all the Marines are doing. They still hold that mentality. So I am not surprised at all that they are uh, as strong as they are. Not strong, Not surprised at all. The only thing I worry about, again, is asset upgrades. Are their tanks up to date? Are their helicopters up to date? Are their planes up to date? And that would be the only thing that concerns me. U.S. Space Force, weak. I I don't think that's a big surprise uh, because they're relatively new. They're only about three years old. Uh, The only problem and, and what they say is that not a lot of money has been put into them yet. Now, I think this is still important because Space Force... Space is going to be the next battleground. The moon has already been threatened. We've already been threatened not to land on the moon because China has claimed the moon. They've never landed on the moon. But China has claimed the moon as their own. And the United States has no right to to land on the moon, which, you know... (laughs) Even the Biden administration, which is extremely weak, put up their middle finger. NASA has put up their middle finger. We're going to land on the moon. And you know Elon Musk has put up his middle finger because he's probably going to be the one that lands on the moon. So space is going to be important. The other part of space that's going to be important is missile protection, because we're going to need missile uh, satellites that have anti-missile capabilities on them especially when we have hypersonic missiles, our laser programs, we're going to have satellites that have anti-missile lasers on them and anti-satellite lasers on them, and, of course, railgun technology, which will be able to basically launch uh, non-material projectiles in space and on the ground. We also have fusion, fusion, There's also, there's just a ton of things that we need, that we are developing that is used for space and primarily used for military, uh, military, uh, military capabilities. But we're not spending any money on it. If Trump had another four years, Space Force would already be launching Space Force combined with, let's say, um, uh, SpaceX would already be in space working. And U.S. nuclear capabilities, strong. Um, As far as this goes, I'm not surprised. We've been keeping up our nuclear capabilities. They're still there. Uh, A couple of things that might be an issue is that we've kind of not kept up the technology. So, for example, I'm not sure if we have it, but hypersonic missiles are going to be kind of important in the future. Where a missile goes so fast and can go so low that it cannot be detected by radar. Uh, Russia, China, North Korea already claim they have this technology, which I'm Russia and North Korea, I'm kind of doubting. China might have it. But if China has it, what that tells me is that we have it too. Because China doesn't develop anything, China steals our technology. So that's a good thing. There's probably, it's probably very, it's probably very possible we already have this technology because, it, because China has it. If China had it, China doesn't develop anything. They're very good at manufacturing, they're not great at innovation. Now, a couple of qualifiers before, before I close this podcast, when we talk about um, the military, is that one, We still do put more spending in military than any other country in the world. Okay, we do. And the other qualifier is this study doesn't go into classified, classified information. So they are, this is really a, um, a look at the surface. This is not a deep dive. We could have technology, and I know we do. We can have technology. I used to, I used to work for a defense contractor. So I know we have technology that these guys don't know about. So that's something to keep in mind. I think the big issue is we probably need in this country to spend more money on the military, upgrade and build more with that newer technology. And somehow get more people to join the military. And one way to do that is get rid of this woke crap. Remember we talked about, I think it was a couple weeks ago, we talked about, you know, most people that join the military have a fond love of this country. They typically are conservative. And one of the things they don't buy is this woke crap that this administration keeps pushing. Okay. That was a quick show. All right. Uh, visit my website at com. I swear to you, I've got a hysterical story that I will open with tomorrow, simply because it was a story I wanted to push, but I never got the option to. I never got the opportunity to, because there are bigger, more important stories. But I will open the show up with, with tomorrow. Um I hope you have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.